everybody, and welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm good. How are you? Doing great, thanks. Uh, I know for the listeners, you know, it, it, they're like, you've been here this whole time, but we, we took a little bit of a week off. Mind you, we recorded episodes ahead of time, so there wasn't mm-hmm. any missed episodes or coverage or anything. But uh, yeah, you're back from a little mini getaway. How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Feeling refreshed? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's always kind of tricky, kind of transitioning back to work. But um, but yeah, it was nice having a, a week off. Yeah. No. But and nobody noticed on the podcast, which is nice. Yeah. We did our four episodes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we put them out on the same same days every week, so hypothetically mm-hmm. and it's not like you know it's not like a new show where things are dependent on what what's out at that time you know these we can mm-hmm. record in advance so uh yeah no one noticed that uh we, <laughs> we were basically uh off a week but uh yeah we're we're back in full swing you're back and uh yeah how's the weather out your way it's heating up it's 84 right now but it's getting humid and i think it was close to 90 uh, a couple of days ago, so it's okay. getting hotter. That Summer's is, almost here. That is pretty warm. We're at our very yep. wa- mild, very much. This is how it normally is: uh, sixteen degrees Fahrenheit or sixteen degrees Celsius. It's just cloudy. It's a little, little bit of sun peeking through, but mostly cloudy. But uh, that sounds kind of refreshing. It is in a way. It's uh, normally around fifteen degrees uh, Celsius mm-hmm. here usually. So it's usually like a good place to be. It's not too hot, not too cold. It's pretty, pretty nice. Um, good. Just like this episode, not too hot, not too cool. <laughs> I don't just know where, right. I don't know where I was going with that segue, but I'm gonna run with it anyway. I like it though. I think yeah, you should just go with it. Um, it yeah. Uh, much like how you went away for a little bit, uh, Richard <laughs> went on a little bit of a. <laughs> mini vacation in stars hollow and uh yeah it's a uh, forced vacation for richard yeah uh I, an interesting episode because you know deals a lot with like richard feeling a little antiquated a little bit like he's being pushed aside uh mm-hmm. you know but also too like him getting involved with you know the affairs of uh lorelei and rory particularly at the end with the whole uh dean car thing um, and I and I I started liking Dean. You did. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know. Turning a, point. A turning yep. point in the show. Yep. Um I I kind of agreed with Richard a little bit about getting the car check before drives, but also he's an insurance. Person, oh yeah, so yeah. I kind of like. I was. Oh like, yeah, that's true. I was like, you know what? I understand why he's doing that because in mm-hmm. his eyes, like probably as an insurance person, before you get insured, you know, things should be checked. It should, things should be insured properly. Like I'm and sure it is a just... high school student putting together a car. Yes. And so I, and... I actually was totally siding with Richard on that one. That Well, and he said this is my only granddaughter. I thought that was interesting because it's their only grandchild, not just their only granddaughter, right? Yeah. Or is there somebody we don't know about? I don't know. Yeah, this, is, this is our only grandchild is our only granddaughter seems kind of weird to say I'm kidding. Right? yeah it's, a, it's only uh Lorelai or sorry Rory but I think that's how oh, they were just, 
Okay. They, I think that was just how they were phrasing it, just to kind of like emphasize okay. it. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Richard has retired. And he's driving Emily crazy. So uh, Emily says to Lorelai that she's got to take uh, him off her hands. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they kind of like go for a bit of like a father-daughter day in Stars Hollow, which uh, Richard d- doesn't seem to really be meshing in all that well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, they had that little point where they're reading the newspaper, but then they go to the diner. You find out he's already ate, and, and he's you know bugging uh, Lorelai about why she's not eating grapefruit. grapefruit, which is one of your favorites. I do love my grapefruit, so I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, Richard, you tell her to eat grapefruit. I was I was picturing you thinking that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and, and he's just kind of meddling, meddling in everybody's stuff. And you know, here's a guy that's probably used to telling people what to do and yeah. being right at work. And yeah, you know, I actually see this quite a bit when people retire. Um, that th- it kind of sometimes drives their spouse up the wall uh, because the person will kind of do what Richard did, which was um, you know want to go to all these things with their spouse, you know, follow their spouse around during the day and. Because you really kind of lose your sense of purpose a little bit. So totally. um, here's a guy that's that's in, used to being in charge and probably just his natural instinct is to comment on things. Because when he commented yes. on things at work, they probably got better. Totally. And he's probably used to people having a level of respect for him based on deference at, yeah. at his work. Mm-hmm. Whereas now yeah. it's Emily, it's Lorelai, it's Rory. They have respect for him, but it's not the same respect that you would get at a workplace. So when right. Emily, or sorry, when Richard uh, tells Lorelai that she should be more professional on the phone, she's just kind of like, whatever, dad. Like, and I think he's right. not used to that either. He's used to people right. respecting him and, and that mm-hmm. kind of a context. Yeah. Right. And here's Richard who, you know, for, it sounds like, you know, from the age that um, when Lorelai was 16 until 32, they had limited contact with her, right? So for yeah. him to kind of walk in and start calling the shots, you know, Lorelai got pretty offended. Yeah, totally. Because here she's been able to live her life fairly independently and well. I mean, not very independently yeah. and well. And then, you know, now we've got this. So. Yeah. And it, I understand where both sides are coming from, where Richard is just trying to help out. But I don't think mm-hmm. he realizes that, like, maybe, you know, whereas I know with Emily, Emily seems a little bit more gauged into that in terms of she seems to know when to sort of push uh, Lorelai or Rory to do something and when to, like, ease up and maybe just let things happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas Richard seems yeah. a little more direct in terms of, like, telling them constantly what they should be improving on. So that's one thing I think Emily does maybe slightly better is, you know, she's yeah. a little more better at reading the room. I don't think she's, like, that right. great at it, but she feels, feels a little better than Richard in that regard. So, mm-hmm. um. There's also Paris coming to Star Solo to find the CD underbelly. Dig up dirt. Right? Yeah, that was pretty funny. The scene with her in the diner where she's like interrogating Luke and asking Uncle about Luke. All the... Yeah. It was yeah. pretty funny. And then, of course, Jess just exacerbated the whole thing. As oh, that was to great. Yeah. Yeah. The whole interchange was great. Yeah. Just playing right along with it. Yep. And that's the thing I really like about Jess's character. It's like he, he just walked into that situation and immediately he's already playing it for. Oh, he's for so co-ops. quick. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, With a completely straight face, too. Yeah, totally. He sold the uh, Paris on that, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and it leads to um, Rory. Well, earlier in the episode, she tells Kirk about some video cover that boys were looking at. I think it was like Showgirls Showgirls. or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, she tells uh, Kirk that she should or he should hide those videos. So then they go a little overboard and put practically everything behind the curtain. Here's Rory that's that's very anti-censorship. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they do the curtain and then they put a picture of her in the window and Jess is like, don't worry about it. I got it or something. <laughs> well, I like, think what he said is that he switched around the videos. Like he's, he put, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and I he, thought was pretty and funny. He's gonna, and he was going to do something about the picture too, right? Wasn't he going to, it sounded like he was going to do something with a picture as I well. I didn't pick up on that. No. Oh, okay. Maybe, okay. but. I, the, the main thing I picked up on was him saying that, yeah, he has swept, swapped out Bambi uh, for something else. So right. um, maybe put like a horror movie in there or maybe he put showgirls in there. <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah, I can't remember, but it was it was pretty funny. So, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah. And then, of course, you've got Dean and, um, you know, he brings the car uh, so that, you uh, Rory can enjoy it, and uh, Richard's quick to say, hey, we gotta get this car checked, we have to make sure it's safe and insured. Dean insists that it is, but Richard is insistent. And in the middle of the night, they go to get this car checked, which I thought was really absurd. I'm like, could you wait right. till And we've never seen this character, right, Gypsy? I don't think we've ever seen her before. No. She's a, she's like a townie like the others, but I think uh-huh. maybe you're right. I think maybe this is the first time that uh, we've seen Gypsy. But, um, yeah, and she... Dean kind of challenges him. He's like, yeah, let's go get the car checked right now. Yeah. You know, like he stands up to him because, and he brings up later, Hey, you know, you could have waited when I was at your house and been rude to me later instead of yeah. right when you're having drinks, you know? Yeah. Which, you know, he has a point. Yeah. So he stood up to Richard and so... they become kind of, I wouldn't say buddies, but. I think they're a little they're more, they're not, they're not hostile is probably the best way to put it. Like. They're right. not well, friends. Well I, think, but. well, I think if you stand up to Richard, my guess is that he you earn his respect if you're willing to do that. So yeah. that's what I got out of it. And then, then he said, Well, how tall are you? He goes, Oh, why do you want to do you want to dance with me or something? Yeah. And I really I kinda I like that Dean was kind of just like, You don't intimidate me. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah. And uh led to what has to be one of the more depressing endings to this uh, show, uh, which is Richard going home and realizing that uh, he's kind of a bit of a burden on people and just going up to a study and just... Emily had a great night or great day, right? She's like, I got my hair done and my nails done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think... And then, yeah, then you realize that he knows why he's there. Like, he basically tells Lorelai, you know I'm not here because, you know, because you just invited me over. Totally. You know, it's because, you know, your mother kind of forced you to or whatever, which is kind of sad. It is. And it's also sad that he accepts that at the end. And he yeah, lies. Kind of his yeah. Well, he lied to Emily about how the day went. You know, he could have told her so right. much more. But oh, he just yeah. was like. And also, too, like he mentioned that he ate when he didn't. Right. So I was thinking, oh, he's going to go to bed hungry. Yeah. This was just very odd. I'm like, I, I, I wasn't. It's a very dark ending for that because really, when you think about it, it like, yeah. he he now has to basically accept the fact that you know his his family, that stage of life, mm-hmm. yeah, his family just 
thinks of him as a burden. It was, it was a little sad. Was and that's his sad. perception. I mean, I don't think that's how they yeah. may view him. But but I again, yeah. that's I see that as very common in people that are retired, especially if like in Richard's case where he retired kind of before he wanted to. Yeah. Um, you know, because it sounds like he was. You know, I mean, it, I know it was his choice ultimately, but it sounds like he was also being pushed out. Um, so. Yeah, I see this quite a bit that people kind of have to redefine what their role is because it's changed. Kind of similar to when you have kids that go off to college or move out. Mm. Uh, you, know, you go through that thing of where you've identified as a parent and then now your kids kind of grow up and being on their own. It's kind of the same thing. Like you have to redefine your role. And yeah. his work was a huge part of his life. Yeah, it was. And uh, you can tell it's just really tough for him to you know accept that, you know, He's mm -hmm. not quite uh, as maybe needed or as useful as he once was. So, and it's or especially without that much power too. Yeah, it, it was just a really sad ending in a way, uh, and mm -hmm. I think it might influence future events. But I, I did think, at the very least, I, I enjoyed that part of this episode. That like, it, it doesn't end on like a you know oh I had a great time I no, learned a lot about myself really. and my daughter. Like, mm -hmm. no, it was him right. just, you know, kind of just keeping his mouth shut and just going to his office and being sad. Right. I was like, I don't like. Like, that's his new space. I mean, he's, he's, now he's going to be spending a lot more time there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought it was a really good ending. Yeah. It's strong and it's not typical. Like, it's not the happy go lucky ending that a lot of times right. the show kind of yeah. just resolves things by the end. So. And there's no troubadour in this episode either. Unfortunately, that's how you real, know they're serious. That's how you know it's a sad episode when there's no trooper. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, well, it's been a while, they don't even have the notes up. I should bring those up so I know what I'm talking about next. I think there might be a question, probably is a question. Okay, there is actually. So, this is from Aaron who says. I was re-watching this episode. I've seen the show once before, and it really struck me how Emily and Lorelai both have a lot in common in terms of their treatment or perception of Richard. It's, it's kind of sad mm. that Richard's two closest people in his life seemingly treat him as a burden. Yeah. That's, that's a little mm. sad. Yeah. I, and the thing is, too, is I don't know if they always see him as a burden but i think it was more so that emily saw him as one and then because emily kind of pushed him aside onto lorelei's lap then mm -hmm. lorelei saw him as a burden but i don't think like typically they see him as a burden it's not like a constant thing because mostly richard seems pretty independent in that sense i think he i think he may have perceived as a burden i think with emily you know she's used to having things a certain way and again this is yeah. what happens many times when someone retires is that the spouse is used to doing things a certain way and um then the other person is just kind of there um and didn't is this episode where you noticed that she had moved a vase or something or was that the last episode mm -hmm. um i think that was the last one but um mm -hmm. it's it becomes kind of it becomes kind of tiring and i don't know if it's, it becomes a burden for the other spouse it's just that it's a big adjustment to yeah. go from someone that's gone all day or on business trips because richard's gone quite a bit on business trips mm -hmm. to um to now he's there and he wanted to go to her hair appointment or nail appointment and you know her dar meeting or whatever else that she was going to and emily's just not used to that yeah totally 
And I think maybe by the end, Richard realizes that he has to, like, maybe find ways to ease up on Emily a little bit. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's... And necessary. it was a little bit sad how happy she was. And she's like, I did all this stuff today. And Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know if he's always a burden. I think it just maybe highlighted that, you know, he needs to maybe change his habits a little bit and find something to do. Because I'm sure for Emily, she's so used to him being at work and her going out and doing things or TA or meetings or whatever else that mm-hmm. she's probably mm-hmm. not used to him being around. And now, you know, he ha- he has to find something else to occupy his time. And like she mentions like the club and like gets Lorelai taken for a day. But mm-hmm. I think by the end, em- or Richard realizes perhaps that, yeah, I got to find something else to do. So mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know if it's necessarily a burden, but I know that people that are retired many times do feel like that that's a yeah. very normal thing that they have i think that word's a little too strong to describe this because i don't think he is a burden i think in this particular episode he was but i don't think like generally speaking he is so. mm-hmm. um, they're getting adjusted a whole new way of doing things totally and that goes for a lot of and Lorelai's not totally comfortable with him either um because again she hasn't really hung around him they've done friday night dinner but she hasn't really hung around him in 16 years yeah Okay. Um, favorite performance in this episode? Uh, I would say it's a split between Dean and wow. um, yeah, and oh my Richard. Okay. Because I always, I always like. I think Richard is just a great actor. Uh, but I, you know, Dean kind of facing off with Richard. I thought that that um, was it. Jared is it Padalecki? Yeah. I'm trying to remember his last name. Yeah. He did. He did a good job. Yeah, he did. He held his own. Um, and Milo Ventimiglia, I think I'm saying that right, you know, always yes. does a good job. I mean, you could see why he rose to the level he did. Um, yeah. You know, especially with, like, This Is Us. But he's so, just a great actor. He really is. Yeah. Um, I think he's also one of those actors that, uh, you know, he he really kind of does particular roles really well. And I think this was one of them, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah a little bit of bad boy kind of thing yeah yeah he's... totally um okay uh least favorite perf- or i guess i didn't say my favorite performance um what is your favorite performance yeah i say richard probably richard R- richard was the big one for me i just think mm-hmm. richard had a great job at uh Again, he, he he really you had to sell uh, Richard's state of mind on all of this too, right? And I think mm-hmm. his performance, especially like near the end of the episode, was yep, really good. Well done. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you kind of forgot you're watching Gilmore Girls. It seemed like a like a drama, almost. Yeah, and like the show has like a good amount of um, dramatic elements, but mm-hmm. I, I did particularly enjoy the fact that yeah, it. it felt as if like you know for richard like you know we knew how emily felt we knew how lorelei felt but for like most of this episode we didn't really know how richard felt and then at the end he really lays it out and i think it did a great job of of sort of just showing where he's at showing that he's not you know blissfully unaware of what's going on he knows how people feel about him and stuff so right yeah um least favorite performance which it's a hard one 
Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I really have one. I Do would... you? Yeah, Gypsy probably. I think she kind of got okay, like, irritating. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, know, that just... was just that was just kind of surreal, that whole thing. The whole thing of her being like, I broke off the windshield blades or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. Right, like they're not going to be watching her while she looks at this car that he spent all this time on. And Richard's worried about whether it's safe or not. Like they're going to turn their backs on her inspecting it again. Yeah. So I don't know. That one felt a little, little weird. And then Richard comes home and like zeroes in on the, oh, windshield wipers. You know, he had to be right about something. That guy said a lot about his character that, you know, Gypsy kind of came up with this. Totally. And he's like, oh, windshield stuff, you know. And and I don't know if Dean, was Dean present? Had he come in the door yet? But yeah. I was kind of surprised he didn't call him out on that. But I think maybe Dean just kind of understood, you know, Richard needs his moment that he, you know, save the day. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's see. We've got favorite reference. Okay, here's where I have one, and now I can't think of. Oh, they referenced a Legally Blonde. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what was it? Uh, there was one. Oh, particular... I like the one about the Jaguar. Oh, go ahead. Oh, the Jaguar. Yeah. Yeah, where he's like, "Oh yeah, um, good luck with your, you know, sh uh, what Richard says, like, oh, good luck, you know, driving that. Don't drive behind me or don't drive in front of me in case something happens." And then um, Dean, who knows cars, says, well, you know, good luck with your electrical system because Jaguars are notorious for, for electrical system issues. Yeah. Um, and then Richard's like, no, that was fixed. You know, whatever his story yeah. is. But I thought that was kind of funny. They threw that in about the electrical system. Yeah, it was very, very accurate, like mm -hmm. pinpoint reference. But uh, I think mine was mine was when uh, Luke uh, asked. Uh, Rory, who's your friend? And she says, Angela Lansbury. Uh, oh, yeah, funny. yeah, I like that. Yeah. Because yep. Angela Lansbury, if you don't know, maybe it's a little past a lot of people's time, but uh, she was the um, main actress behind Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. And that tiny town had a lot of murders, let me tell you. Yeah, and a lot of it, too. Well, like, Cabot, I... Is it Cabot Cove? Cabot Cove. Probably, Cove. probably yeah. Yeah, just um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cabot Cove. That that was it. Apparently, they had twelve seasons and some movies. Oh, they had movies. Oh, yeah. So went went for quite a while. Yeah. Oh, that's another performance, Paris. You know, I I know Paris needs to be overplayed, but sometimes yeah. I can't tell how overplayed she really. I mean, it, the way she behaved was so over the top, and I know that she tends to be over the top. But this was even more so. Yeah, I think I think like the show can't quite decide what kind of version of Paris it wants to stick with, because there's mm -hmm. times where she feels very, I want to say like, I guess like, this is probably the right word. Like she feels very much like she's in need of a friend and she's willing and able to take on Rory as a friend, and then other times she's just mean to everyone and everything, and it's like. I don't quite believe that she would be that self-aware and also just switch on a dime like that. Like, yeah, it doesn't it quite make little, sense. It's a little incongruous. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It it seemed a little weird. Um, mm -hmm. I was thinking it'd be interesting if, like, after the whole censorship censorship thing, if like you find out that like she agrees with Rory or something like that, like give him right. a little bit of a bonding moment. But 
Right. Because yeah, it seems like they bond and then they're not buddies and then they're, you know, and that's the whole thing about her riding the bus. I thought that was way overblown. Like, I don't, th it just seemed like it was. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you want to be. I could see Paris complain a little, but she went on and on. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, uh, I think she's a character that the show never quite understands what it wants to do with. And I think it mm -hmm. just tosses in drama and conflict for the sake of right. conflict and drama. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite quote from this episode? Did you have one? Mm. You do yours first. I'm going to rack my brain. Oh, no. Uh, I was about the on a dance thing because I think it just kind of threw Richard off because he's used to people backing down probably. Yeah. I was going to go with, like, the whole Richard conversation with Dean. I like that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, like, a specific quote, but I just like that exchange in general. So. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Uh, any behind-the-scenes trivia? No, nothing really. Well, just about the height thing. This is interesting. So the person that played Richard, he was 6'5", and Jared Padalecki 6'4". So they look like oh. they're really tall than each other. They are. <laughs> yeah. So he's just like, how tall are you? It's well, he's only in shorter than, than Richard. I never pictured Richard being six five. That was a little surprising to me. Because whatever way yeah. they shoot the show, he does not look that tall. Which I wonder how tall Emily Gilmore is. She, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, doesn't she seem petite? She yeah, seems but petite. she seems like she could be like at least like middling middle like five foot to like maybe like a little bit taller, but. It's hard to tell mm -hmm. with the, these shows because they play around with the heights of everyone to make them look all relatively the same. Yeah, so. Orange Creed or whatever, right. Um, mm -hmm. Ooh, Richard says that Lorelai had never invited him to her home before, but that's not true because he did, nope. or she did invite him for Rory's birthday parties back in season one. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. um, Very true. First appearance of Gypsy. You, you, you got that one spot on um is that oh, okay so does she show up later or we don't do spoilers yeah yeah gypsy, well gypsy's just like kind of like patty and babette like uh, just, she shows up she's not like a huge player but she shows up pretty frequently so yeah but i think the big thing was yeah what richard said he's never been invited uh, i didn't even realize that but now reading this i go yeah he did come over to their house you know mind mm -hmm. you it wasn't like just him and it wasn't i don't mm -hmm. think it was actually lorelei that invited him i think it was rory but still you know it's like yeah you could have you could have mentioned that uh oh, if you're in the cars you may already know this but the car that dean gives rory is a 1961 dodge lancer in case you wanted to know about cars yeah i didn't quite make out the model of the car but nice color yeah it was, it was like i'm kind of curious if this is actually the car that they show him showing Rory last season. I'm wondering if it's the same. I'm assuming they matched up the cars. Yeah. But I was wondering if the cars. What episode was that? That was the first season, right? When he was showing. It was the last episode of the first season where he was showing in yeah. the car. And then he said and then he, he loved, her. loved her. And then they broke up. Yeah. And she ran off. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think it's time to rate this episode. What would you? I give it, I give it an eight. Okay. I'm at the same place. I'm giving it an A as oh, well. Yeah? This is a really strong episode. I think the mm -hmm. only things that hold it back are like, I, I think it is, a, there. there's not quite enough in terms of like fleshing out the other storylines. It is pretty much set on the whole Richard 
uh, being in Star Wars Hall, which that's the title of the episode, and they did exactly mm-hmm. that. But I was like, I, I kind of wish there was a little bit more going on. I kind of like the idea that when you watch the show, there are, there are other things going on in the town, but sometimes I think for the sake of keeping a story condensed, they just keep it relatively contained to like one story or something like that. So, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. I, especially the the final scene with Richard. That kind of makes the whole episode. That totally. gets a that gets a, a ten for me. Oh yeah. Um, overall, yeah, it's so well acted. Um, not that neither one of us are actors at all. <laughs> I no. feel like I always have to add that that I have no idea how to do that. But but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you just kind of know it when you see it. Well, I think you know you can also at least mildly appreciate to a degree like when you see that you know a good performance is being done right like and mm-hmm. that's the thing he is doing a good performance uh and obviously edward herman is the actor uh mm-hmm. you know, he had such a huge resume of things that he did so and, and i think he's not in the next episode because i think it sounds like you know he had all these other gigs going on so he kind of you know and he i think he still had guest star status right yeah, for like a good sure run of the show, he mm-hmm. he was largely just like a special guest. Because yeah, he didn't show up that much. Um, right. Which is but when he did, wow. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was good too because like it also makes sense that like uh, Lorelai is not gonna have her parents be big parts of her life, so it also mm-hmm. makes sense that her um, mother and father would not be like in every single episode so mm-hmm. cool well you can find stuff over at stephaniesarkos.com gaslighting is the book and talking brains is your other podcast you do and then uh yeah i'm over at threeingreeners.com where almost every day we've got content going up so it's always a good time we're talking about the new mighty ducks show that uh is out because it's got lauren graham in it so all right that's yeah. Well, until next time, everybody, where we're going to talk about Bye. a Trisket, a oh. Tasket. Bye for yep. now. Bye.